Welcome to It's Time, the daily Bible teaching program of Mike Kessler, pastor of the River Christian Fellowship in Twin Falls, Idaho. Today we're going verse by verse through the book of John. So turn there in your Bibles as we join Pastor Mike. You see, because if I don't know that God's really doing it, maybe I shouldn't be doing it. Just because we can do something doesn't mean we should do something. So I got to say, okay, God, what is it? You'll usually find God's directive in your life that what he tells you to do, first of all, get this, is bigger than your ability or resources. You understand? Because if you could do it yourself, you don't need God. I need God, not so much because he's my crutch, but that I know I'm in his will. Otherwise, I can go willy-nilly, running about, doing all kinds of things for God that God has nothing to do with. You say, Mike, it's getting a little confusing. Well, not really. First of all, let not your heart be troubled. Second of all, don't worry about eternity. In Christ Jesus, you as a believer, heaven is yours. When the teacher said the first responsibility for every Christian is to get to heaven, it's not. Heaven is already yours. Your responsibility is to love God with your whole heart, mind, soul, and spirit. Love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said upon these two hang all the law and the prophets. That's where the alignment comes. Then the unctions of the Holy Spirit begin to come. Why? Because, because, because you're not weighted down with the troubles of this world. If I am consumed, friends, with troubles, I will, I will be sidetracked from God's purpose for my life. Just the way it is. Why do you think? Now remember this. Context is everything in the Bible. This is John chapter 14. Palm Sunday has already happened. This is probably, from what we can tell, the night before he was crucified, the day before he was crucified. These are probably, if if you're getting ready to die, and, and you've only got a few hours to spend with your nearest, dearest friends, you're not just rambling on about all kinds of goofy stuff. You're saying, look, this is the bottom line, boys. You gotta get it. If you don't get it now, you're never gonna get it. He levels with them 100%. Don't let your heart be troubled. If we're troubled, it drowns out the voice of God. If it's drowned out the voice of God, I will be misdirected. If I'm misdirected, I will have a non-fulfilled life. So he says, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. So first... New Year's resolution. Not going to worry about anything anymore. God, it's in your hands. Not a careless case, sirrah, sirrah. Whatever will be, will be the old, whatever it was, Doris Day song or whatever in the mid-50s. But it's that we recognize our priorities. See, in New Year's resolutions, friends, 
The number one ingredient in in New Year's resolutions is your foundation of what those resolutions are and your priorities of what your resolutions are. You know, just just a little caveat here. Just Mike and his dirt roads. I got a lot of them. People are going, oh, he's ADD. Oh, this is fun. But anyway, the seriousness. Have you noticed all the home gym uh, advertisements right now on television? There's more now than there is any other time of the year. And they got some guy and some girl and they're lifting weights and they're on stair steppers and they're doing all this kind of people. Yeah, that's a New Year's resolution. I won't get me one of those. And they order them and they come, they use them two times. They sit in the closet and you can buy them at any day you want at a yard sale for a quarter. You ever notice that? Because the idea is good, the actual practice, uh, well, we fall short of that. So going back to this, going back to this, a non-troubled heart will free you up to hear God's voice. Number two, our heavenly relationship with God is secure. Three, you will do like Jesus did and greater that your Father in heaven may be glorified. The secret of knowing God's voice is does it glorify your Father in heaven? The third thing, whatever you ask in my name, I cannot make that unction in my life that I feel God is unctioning me for without his help. But this is exactly the way God designed it. You know, people say, well, you know what, God? If you really want me to have a bus ministry, then you've got to supply the bus. Okay, well, haul them in your car. Well, yeah, but that's not a bus. No, you, you, you haul them in your car, and somebody goes, wow, there's all these people in a car. You know what he needs? He needs a bus. Hey, let's go buy him a bus. And there's your bus. How God does things is amazing to me. But again... Doing what God's called us to do is so important. I am not saved to set. Do you know what? If I don't have anything to do, I get bored. Isn't it? Anybody like that? If you don't have anything to do on a Monday night, you'll probably watch TV. Why is that? We're bored. And you ever got the remote control and you're doing this? Hunting. Guys are hunters, they say. They hunt. By the way, they say that that 90, I think it's 95% of all males have pointed the remote control at their wives. I just, something I just read about, I thought that was weird. But he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Now, friends, this is really important because people have said, well, we're not saved by the Ten Commandments. I agree 100%. But there is a way to live. Jesus said these things are predicated upon a couple of things. One, not letting your heart be troubled. Two, you have a place in heaven you don't have to worry about. Three, you're going to be unctioned by God to do what he did and greater things. Whatever you ask in my name, you need supernatural assistance to make those things happen. That's good. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Why is that? 
Because that will always bring us back to our foundation. We need that foundation. You need it. I need it. What does he say? If you love me, keep my commandments. And what were Jesus' commandments? They came to Jesus and they said, Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus said to love God with your whole heart, mind, soul, and spirit. And then he said something they didn't ask for. He said, and the second is likened to it. Love your neighbor as yourself. For upon these two hang all the law and the prophets. Everything you want to know about the Old Testament law requirements are based upon those two things. Love God with your whole heart, mind, soul, and spirit. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now, that gets us in the right premise to ask God whatever you ask. Jesus said, in my name, I'll do it for you. So my prayers then won't be selfish. They'll be for what? To see the glory of God come. And he says, and I think Jesus knew this was a bit overwhelming for the boys. So what did he do? And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. Word in the Greek is the word uh, comforter. Word in the Greek is the word parakletos, which means one who walks alongside of you. I like that. I'm not alone. I don't have to worry. I don't have to be troubled because I have... God who walks alongside of me to help me make these things happen. This is great. I'll pray the Father that he'll send you the comforter, the helper, that he may abide with you forever. Wow, I like that too. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Jesus said, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Like that. I'm not alone. You're not alone. Do you know what's so weird? Jesus said, I'm going to send you the spirit of truth. The world can't receive that. And you say, what's that mean? They don't understand the principles of God. They just don't. And here's what's really weird. Okay? I'm talking about, what I'm telling you is based upon what I've seen in God's word and my own personal experiences over the years. People see you in whatever magnitude God will use you. And every, I believe, whether you're a Sunday school teacher or whether you're a pastor of a church or you're a world evangelist, people see the individual. That's what the world sees. But the truth is, the truth is, it is God behind that person. It is God behind you. You must always remember that. And by the way, we want to be very careful never to take the glory from God. God will share his glory with no one. And if you start thinking we're something, well, look at me, I'm Captain Shiny Buttons. God has a way of, yep, get a spanking. I hate those. But the thing that we find here is that people don't see the anointing of God in your life. The world doesn't see that God, invisible Holy Spirit, the paracletus, the comforter, the one that walks alongside and helps you, they don't see that because they don't see truth. 
But when we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And God is the one that is doing it through us. The world doesn't see God. They think you're some kind of a really smart person or whatever it might be. It's God that's behind you. In fact, I've actually had people say, well, look at what that person is doing or what she's doing or what he's doing. We have a lot more money. We have a lot more resource than, than they do. If we do what they're doing, look at the resources we have. We'll be a bigger success than they are. And they try it and they fall on their face. Why is that? Because they don't see it's God. God is the one that not only inspires us, he's not only the one that gets us in the right mindset to do the things we do for him, but it's God who keeps us. Uh, Paul writing to the early church, he says, to those who are preserved in Christ Jesus. Then when I saw the word preserved, I, I thought of mama's jelly. Preserves, they call it. We're preserved in him. He's what keeps us. The problem is the world doesn't see that. They believe it's a formula for success. Unfortunately, many ministers today in the Christian church are selling Jesus as a form of success when it is not a form of success or a, 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 a table of contents for, for success, but it's being in him. Now, yes, I do believe there are certain things we need to have in our lives to check. But once we have done that, once we believe in God, we believe in Jesus, our hearts are not troubled. We then are inspired by the Holy Spirit, that voice of God, unctions us to do greater things or things that Jesus did because it's going to bring glory to God the Father. Friends, you will see the power of God in your life as the Holy Spirit walks alongside of you. The world doesn't see that. What they see is you. And so this is the problem sometimes. People will not respect what God has done in your life. They just think, whoa, pure luck. Luck doesn't have anything to do with it. It has everything to do with you and your relationship with God. New Year's resolutions. So important. Most of them are broken by next week. (laughs) They usually don't last more than a week. But this is not really so much a, a New Year's resolution, though it is, it can be, as it is just the way we as Christians should live. I think this morning the question is, you believe in God, believe also in me, do you? I think that's the question. I don't think it's ever wrong to ask a person that. Do you believe in God? Do you believe in Jesus? When they say yes, I ask them then, who is Jesus? You'll be surprised at the answers that you will get. Um, Your relationship with God, so valuable to the kingdom of heaven. So valuable. 
because you contain the truth of life. So the Bible says, let your light shine. This new year, I pray that uh, you do. You do. I pray I do. Those unctions that come from God. And you say, I don't see how that can ever be. Everybody around you may say the exact same thing. But you don't listen to them. You listen to what God says. And if God has spoken to you something that will glorify the kingdom of heaven, and you're resting in him, you believe in him, you have the Holy Spirit to help those things happen. Remember, being a Christian, it isn't, well, you're saved, poof, hope you make it. The Holy Spirit, the Bible says, walks alongside of us to fulfill the things that God has placed in our hearts. And so let God do that. God inspires you to do great things for him. Again, don't ever say, well, I don't see how that's ever going to happen. That's very true. But God is bigger than our understanding or limitations of things that we can place on God. God has bigger ways to do that. And you know, I think sometimes not only God inspires us to do something, but as we go along and we're faithful to him, God shows us how to do those things. Because God's a miracle-working God. Oftentimes we think miracles are just simply, whoa, his arm grew out, or wow, his eye popped back in his head, or, or you know, he walks on water, or manna from heaven. Those are miracles. Sometimes I believe miracles is God speaking to you. First, he unctions us. Then he gives us the miracle of how it's done. Let God do that. God will do that. I've seen him do it over and over and over again in my life. I am, I'm always amazed. Yet at the same time, friends, I also am troubled by my lack of faith sometimes. I've seen God be faithful, unbelievable, against incredible odds. God's faithful. And yet sometimes I'll come up to a trial and I'll go, oh, God, where are you? God's never left. He's still there. We go through trials to cause us to be dependent upon him. That's where the power of God is. Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. I think about that and I go, man, I think about how many things I've tried to do apart from God. It don't work. But when God's on his throne, you're seated with him. God will move your life in ways you've never dreamed. Put yourself in the place where God can bless you, where he'll inspire you. Let not your heart be troubled. Set the cares. Friends, if you're going to worry about stuff, where do you stop? Well, there could be an earthquake in Idaho. It's not going to blow up. And I want to just be incinerated. And while that's happening, the economy could go bad. And, you know, I've got $100 in the bank. And it's not going to be worth anything. And where do you want to stop? I can come into the building and it could collapse on me. 
it'll paralyze you. Don't. Use common sense. Don't be foolish. But don't let your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also, Jesus said in me. And then he says, final words. I will not have you orphans. I will come to you. I like that. You're not an orphan. Sometimes we feel that no one loves us. You can be married and still feel that way. Nobody understands me. You're right. They don't. My wife doesn't understand. My husband doesn't understand. No, they don't. You're pretty complex. All of us are. All those life experiences that made you what you are. You expect somebody else on this earth to decipher all that and figure you out? But God does. I will come to you. You're not an orphan. So in him, live. Inspire. Do what God inspires you to do. You're going to see great things in your life. And yes, it will always be greater than what you yourself can do. But that's where we trust God. If you're not a Christian listening today, I just want to encourage you, you need to get right with God because you're not going to go anywhere without him. Bottom line, you're silly. You're trusting in something. I don't know what you're trusting in. Trusting in karma, man. What's that going to do for you? You got a God that wants to help you be everything you can be. Getting on with your daddy's business. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's the real sinner's prayer, friends. You know, again, we have a society today that says, well, you know, you'll never, you'll never achieve all your goals, all your visions, all your aspirations without accepting Christ. First of all, friends, I don't want to achieve my visions, goals, and aspirations. Because you can accomplish all those things You can gain the whole world and lose your own soul. What good is it? You're better off to be about daddy's business. That's where life is. If you're not a Christian, you need to pray and get right with God. Let's pray right now. And um, you can ask God in your heart. We're going to do that right now. Let's pray. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. As Jesus taught the disciples, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I'm surrendering my life to you to be about your plan, your purpose, not mine anymore. So I come to you. Forgive me. I believe that you died on the cross for me. Your blood covered my sins. Now I'm a child of yours. So make me the best I can be for you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help my heart not to be troubled by the things I see or fear. But help me always trust you, God. And help me realize I'm never alone. You're always with me. And thank you for eternal life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us on It's Time as Pastor Mike teaches verse by verse through the Bible. If you've missed a program or would like to catch up, you can do so by getting it from the It's Time podcast 
in the iTunes Store or by downloading it from the It's Time website at theriverchristianfellowship.com slash it's time. On behalf of Pastor Mike and the rest of us here at the River Christian Fellowship, thank you for listening and tune in next time for It's Time. It's Time.